Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor. I'm the pastor here at Calvary Church. Uh, we're a church, part of the Calvary Chapel family, the big Calvary Chapel family, um, for now 20 years. And... We're part of even a bigger family called the family of Christ. And the big work that God is doing on the earth today with every true believer, every true church that preaches the gospel. And Calvary Live is a small part of the work of God in your life and in mine. And this is the show where we take your calls and your questions. And you call me. And if you call me, you'll get on the air. And we'll talk about what's on your mind and heart and search the scriptures together. And there is a number for that. It's 303-690-3000, And you can text me, 720-336-0897. And that's for texting only, 303 3000. So we were in the we were in the book of Daniel last night uh, studying verse by verse. It's one of the distinctives about Calvary Chapel as we teach through the Bible, verse by verse, chapter by chapter, working our way through and we here in Aurora we probably don't go as fast as some churches do. Uh, I'm not on any superficial timetable to finish the Bible or anything. I'd like to, but I don't know if that's going to happen now 20 years into it, and we're about two-thirds done. And there's some big books that I haven't taught yet, like Isaiah, Jeremiah. We'll see. We'll see what the Lord has. But uh, we're we're just breaking down Daniel um, piece by piece and you know, allowing God to reveal to us his purposes and will for us uh, in the fiery trials of life and the fiery furnaces of life. I know Daniel gets a lot of attention because of the prophetic implications of Daniel 9 and other places, and as it should. Uh, but, do you know, the book of Daniel is not about prophecy. And you're like, whoa, wait a minute, Ed. What are you talking about? No, it's not about prophecy. I'd even say that the book of Daniel is not about Daniel. And you're like, come on, Ed. Now you're, what are you talking about? And here's what I would say. I'd say that the book of Daniel is about God. And that's why God wrote the Bible. God wrote the Bible so he it would have for us a revelation of himself. And yes, secondarily, the Bible is about Daniel. Yes, secondarily, it's about prophecy and purity, about his friends, about faith, about life. Yes, 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 yes. However, none of those mean anything unless you know who God is. Like a true understanding of who God is begins to define all those things. Otherwise, you're just going to make it up as you go along, as many do. 
That's why we're committed to teach the Bible, because when you know the Bible, you can't make it up along the way. And if you do, then the Bible will disprove you. And the Bible is God's final word and authority on things pertaining to life and godliness. The knowledge and revelation of Jesus Christ is the final authority. And we were in Daniel last night, and I encourage you to download our free app at the church. Just go to your app store, search Calvary Church Ed Taylor. Just put that in your search engine, or um, you know, put Calvary Church Aurora, A-U-R-O-R-A, uh, for you guys outside of Colorado. Um, I like to spell it because not everyone knows, knows I'm familiar with Aurora. A-U-R-O-R-A. Download the app, and right there is the book of Daniel on the homepage, and follow along with us. And uh, the big word last night was perhaps. And perhaps what everything that's going on in your life right now is a divine setup of God. Isn't that cool? Oh, man, the phone lines are filling up, so let's go right to the line one. And it's Tanya in Aurora, Colorado. Tanya, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor Ed. How are you? Hey, what's up? I'm doing well. Good, good. I wanted to call to give a praise report. Um, the Lord is so good. Okay. I had been um, just kind of all summer I'd been worried about my job and being able to keep my job. Um, it was just kind of contingent on um, some licensing stuff and... Um, so I, you know, got really, really nervous, and I was just like, Lord, just tell me now, what's the answer? Like, are you going to, like, how are you going to work this out for me, you know, this sort of thing? And then, you know, I just said, you know what, let me step back, let me give it all up to him, let me wait, um, and just be still. And I had a meeting, and in this meeting, I was supposed to hear, like, this horrible news, like, yeah, no, we're not going to you know, extend your position, and you'll have to find another job. Literally, I went to this meeting, and it was, you've done amazing work. We're going to extend your work with us. And I, you know, got a raise, and I'm able to stay in my position. And just the Lord's just been so great, and I was just so thankful um, to hear this information. I was just like... Yes, <laughs> you know, and I, you know, he, I'm, he's just so wonderful. He's so great, and I never really think about, like, how good he is and how fast he will work or, uh, you know, how long he'll have me wait or what season I'm in, and he's, he, just, he just did everything. And so Man, I just wanted to let you know that this is that's what great. the Lord did for me. And it was just amazing. And I'm so grateful. So thankful. Well, I rejoice with you. I know it's not, it's, it's not always the case that our testimonies uh, or that a testimony has just so many great things in it. So thanks for sharing that. Mm -hmm. I know it will encourage many. Thank you so much, Pastor Ed. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Praise God for testimonies that are positive. Man, I love it. Bianca is in Aurora, Colorado. Bianca is our front row Bible study student on Wednesday nights. How are you, Bianca? Well, I'm 
just going through some spiritual warfare, but before I get into this prayer request, I just want to say that your teaching last night was really right in line with kind of what I needed to hear, because it's one of the areas I've been kind of praying about lately. Well, that's good. Um, I know that uh, last night, if you listen, I, I don't know if it caught, if it was picked up on the <clears throat> on the microphones or not, but I know that there were a couple points that you responded to uh, pretty loudly, like you laughed a couple times, like God really ministered to you. So I heard it. Um, I don't know if the microphones picked it up, <clears throat> which is good, isn't it? It's good when God speaks directly good. to us. <clears throat> so how can I pray for you? My prayer request is I've just been experiencing some spiritual warfare with some of it has resulted in loss of friendship with someone. Of course, I'm not going to mention names since it's not gossip, but I've just been experiencing just a lot of spiritual warfare, and I know why I'm experiencing it, too, because the Lord's preparing me to take a step of faith soon, and and I know the enemy just doesn't want me to take it. Well, let's pray. Father, I pray for my sister Bianca and <clears throat> the battle that she's facing, the warfare that you uh, have allowed in her life, Lord, that internal conflict, and even the loss of friendships. Um, that's a painful, that's a painful thing to endure, God. And uh, I know I don't, I don't need to tell you that, God. It's just good to hear it, um, to to know that even you know what it's like to be betrayed, Jesus. Uh, you know what it's like to have people with you, but then when things don't go the way they want it, then they're not with you anymore, and and it's it's painful. So I pray for the pain that Bianca's going through. I pray for the challenges she's facing, and I ask you to give her wisdom and discernment <clears throat> and discretion in how to handle these things as she walks by faith in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks a lot. Bye. You're welcome. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. <clears throat> Excuse me, guys. 303-690-3000. Uh, I don't know how many of you know Bianca, but for the sake of of relationship, uh, Bianca has a significant challenge in her life. She's blind. And, and yet, this significant challenge in her life in no way, well, let me not say that. That's probably not true. Um, even though it's probably better to say it this way, even though this cha- this this disability, uh, this limitation of sight, does pose many challenges to Bianca, she perseveres and rises to the occasion and the challenge, and finds herself in worship at least twice a week. Um, she comes on our Wednesday nights and she comes uh, to weekend services, and so um, I commend her. And I know she doesn't, 
and and we do use these euphemisms and so i've even used them with uh, bianca so i know she's not offended by them because we don't mean anything by them but um you know sometimes at after church i'll say i'll tell her i'll see you tomorrow uh and that's kind of a a thing we say to each other but obviously in uh, her inability to see she can't but i'm and i would say i would say that bianca probably doesn't see this of herself she doesn't see the kind of example that she is not a perfect girl a uh, young woman at all. Uh, she has her own issues with the flesh and everything. That's not, she's definitely not perfect, but she is a persevering young woman who uh, has overcome daily many, many challenges. So when you think of Bianca, pray for her. Um, pray for her because she also has an abundance of time that she uses to reach out to people and pray for people. So 303-690-3000. Marie is in Greeley, Colorado. Marie, welcome to the program. Hi there. How are you? Hey, I'm okay. How are you? I'm okay. What's going on? So, I just wanted a, a prayer request. I have a prayer okay. request. Um, All right. So, late, lately, I've just been really anxious, and I know it's not of God, but sure. I have, like, a lot of fear. And, okay. And it's just been so overwhelming, and sometimes it's hard to... Stand on the promises of the Lord when you can really see. And you know, I also have a son, and I just want to be strong for him. So I just well, let me tell you. Let, uh, let me say that you're right. It is very hard to stand on the promises of God at times. It's very difficult. You know, the emotional part of ourselves, um, our minds, they run wild. I was just praying with a friend right before the show. Uh, I called a friend of mine in California uh, who is a pastor and is going through some things. And And as I was praying for him, I was reminded of Mary and Martha. And, the you know, remember Martha was uh, instructed by Jesus uh, to to calm down, basically. Remember, she said she was really busy because uh, Jesus came over and she's making a meal for him and and she's kind of frustrated and she is um, just really overwhelmed. That's really the best way to put it. And Jesus said, and I love this, I, I, I think, you know, we don't, we don't always hear how Jesus said things. And so sometimes we read into it like Jesus was mad or something. I don't think he was mad at all. And he says this to Martha and he says this to you. And he says, he says, Martha, Martha, for you, Marie, Marie, you are worried and troubled about many things. And he just acknowledges that in your life. You're worried and troubled. And he says, but one thing is needed. And then he points to his sister, to her sister, and says, Mary has chosen the good part, which won't be taken away from her. And what Mary, I believe, had chosen was to sit in the presence of Jesus. You know, Mary was so close to Jesus that if he whispered something to her, she would have heard it. While Martha was real busy and uh, in another room and getting food ready. And, and I say all that to say that, you know, if Jesus was Jesus ministering to you right now, he would say, I know, Marie, you're very troubled and you're, you're worried about a lot of things. But I'm, Jesus would tell you that he is in control of your life. 
And you remember in another place, Jesus said, don't worry about tomorrow. Because tomorrow, today has, you know, enough things to be concerned about. And and the reason I'm sharing these things with you is to plant seeds in your heart so that the Word of God will come alive in you. Because God is able to strengthen us through worry and anxiety. It's not always a sin to be concerned about the future. It's not always sinful. It can quickly become that. But, but it's always damaging because we're all worried about tomorrow. And while we're worried about tomorrow, we lose today. Have you found that to be true? Yes, a lot. Me a too. A lot of times. I, I, I even spoke a little bit of like about this in our Bible study last night uh, with Daniel because Daniel was facing like one of the biggest crises of his life. And one of the things we see him do is remain calm and you know, and I, I spoke to some control freaks out there. I spoke to perfectionists, you know, because usually con- control freaks and perfectionists love to control things so that when things are outside of their control, they freak out. And I don't know if that's where you're at. Or you don't need to answer that. But for the sake of people listening in, you know, we're just so worried. How am I going to provide for my family? And how am I going to provide for my son? And how's God going to work this situation out? And, and we keep asking all these questions that the Bible, that God hasn't answered yet. He's only said yeah. to trust him. And yeah. so you're talking to a worrier, you know, a guy that's filled with anxiety at times. It doesn't control my life, but it certainly shows up at times. And, and, yeah. and God's faithful. He's faithful in the anxiety, and he's faithful to remove it. And so I pray for my yeah. sister Marie, Father, and I pray that you would comfort her uh, in her uh, distress I could just picture you talking to her, saying, I know you're troubled and worried about a lot of things, Marie, but this one, your sister, or the other believers, they've, they've chosen the right thing. And what Mary has just won't be taken away from her. The peace that she has, the encouragement, it cannot be taken away from her. And so I pray, God, that you would replace the anxiety and the worry in Marie's life with a peace that passes all understanding. You know, I remember what you said. Um, I remember what you said that, um, Jesus, you said to be, uh, through Paul, you said, be anxious for nothing, but in all things by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, make our request made known to you. And the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard our hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And so that's a, that, that's a promise, God, and I pray for that promise in my sister's life today in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Did you want to talk out anything? Did, is there anything you're specifically worried about that you want to talk out? And I just I'm going through some health issues, and okay. um, it's just it's, it, it worries me because you know once you don't have what you're used to, it's like it's just hard, you know. And my vision has been very affected lately, and. Yes. That scares me. And, you know, and then I just, also my son, he just started kindergarten. And oh, I wow. just see how What's he's, and um, his name is Camino. And uh, I just, I see the ink part there. And I just wonder sometimes if that's what I've caused. Because I, I have anxiety. Yes. You know, I it's hard because I just don't want to damage him in any way. Because 
difficult living with anxiety. Have you have you connected with anyone in your church, like a godly woman, to to kind of walk you through some of these things? You know, I just changed churches, okay. and so it's been hard because um, I'm just I'm new, and okay. I am waiting on the Lord to help me, not help me, but to instruct me to get involved. You know, but maybe that's on me. Maybe I'm the one well, that's a, stopping. There... Yeah. There is a piece of it that's on you for sure, because you don't have to wait to get involved or anything to get help. And yeah. just by going up, calling the church, asking if there's any godly women to connect with. You know, at our church, if you came up after a service, we'd probably connect you with a woman that's in the sanctuary there. And and just helping to talk thing, these, these things through, you know, because it is scary to get a diagnosis, to have... Um, to have medical issues. It is scary to think that I'm responsible for another human being. Those are normal fears. And fear is different than anxiety, right? Because anxiety is like an out of control. Your mind's just racing about every possible problem that could, that could be. Yeah. And and it, it's not helpful. You know this, but it's just not yeah. helpful. It makes things yeah. worse. And I was thinking, uh, I gave this counsel to someone last night after service when they came up for prayer. The Bible says that we're to take every thought into the captivity yep. to the obedience of Christ. And that's really where it starts, in the thought life. And how important we need to, to see those thoughts for what they are. Like that one about your son. I wonder if I'm, you know, my son is anxious and worried because I'm anxious and worried. Well, I don't know of the answer to that or not. I don't know. But I do know this. Yep. If you start today to express to your son trust in God, he'll pick it up. And he'll yeah. he'll undo drama that you know that might have happened before, and it's just it's got to start today for you to begin to seek seek first the kingdom of God and trust Him. He will. He'll meet you there. I understand. I, it's funny because um, my mom just instructed me to read Matthew five to seven, chapter five to seven, and yes, it's like I, everything you've just been saying. It's right there. And, it is. And, you know, circle, if you like to write in your Bible, circle in Matthew, what is it, Matthew 7, in the worry chapter. Let me see. Um, I only have my computer on my, uh, my com Bible on my computer. Let's see. Uh, no, then maybe it's chapter 6 when he says, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. Let's see. Yep, at the end of chapter 6. Um, look and, and circle how many times Jesus tells you not to worry. And I, I actually um, used some of this last night in the Bible study because, you know, he, Jesus, he uses just simple illustrations like the, look at the birds, you know, God takes care of the birds. Aren't you more valuable than the birds? And, you know, every year birds come back to my house and they, they mess all over it and build nests everywhere. And they, like they own this place, but they don't own this place. I own this place. But God still lets him use it. You know, he takes care of the birds. And if he's going to take care of the birds, you know he's going to take care of you. Yes, that's true. Yes. I just want to I really appreciate the words that you've given me. And you just give me more persevere on. Well, you're very welcome. God is faithful and good that way. Thank you. Thank you All so right, much. we'll talk to you later. Call us back in a, you know, a few weeks and tell us how it's going. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor. All right. Bye-bye.
303-690-3000. We're coming up on the... Uh, well, we got time for another call. Let's see who's on. Uh, we're coming up on the end of the program, and all lines are open. So give us give us a call. 303-690-3000. Text me, 720-336-0897. I'm going to go over to the text line. Uh, can you ask for Bianca's number? Uh, I need someone strong in the Lord like her. Okay, Bianca, if you want to minister to somebody, uh, you want to pour into someone that needs someone strong like you, call back, call Kevin back, and give us permission to share um, whatever. You give us your email or your phone number, and we'll connect you with this person. Um, so, you, But Bianca, if you're still listening, you'll have to call if you want to do that. 303-690-3000. Here's a question. God's yes is easier to discern than no. How do I know if God's answer is no or wait? Thank you. That's a good question. Thanks for sharing it, um, because it's not only a good question, but it's a common question. And the first answer that I would have is that, well, let's start with the easier part. We know the answer is absolutely no when the Bible forbids something. So let's start there. If the Bible forbids it, then the answer is no. Does that make sense? So that that covers a lot of things. For example, and I, I use this one, it's kind of an exaggerated example, but if you're hungry, you know, the, our church is right next to a Safeway. So if you're hungry, you decide, well, I think I'll walk over to Safeway, grab a candy bar, <clears throat> put it in my pocket, and walk out. I wonder if that's the Lord's will. Well, the Bible says, thou shalt not steal. So the answer is no. And I would, so I would say to your question, <clears throat> God's no's are easy to discern too. And so what I think you're referring to are those times where we don't have a crystal clear answer either way. And let me just say, <clears throat> if, you, if you're in a place like that, God is always leading us to positions of faith so that you're not going to get the absolute clear answer. You're going to have to take a step of faith. And that means, you know, if, if you're going to do something for the Lord, then just try it and see. Oh, but Ed, I'm afraid to fail. Well, you won't find out if you're going to fail if you won't do it. But step out in faith, and that's one way to discern the final answer of God. Like if it's not strictly forbidden in the Scriptures, and the circumstances seem to be lining up, and doors are open, and you have a sense of a peace in your life, then do it and step out in faith. Oh, but Ed, I did it and I fell on my face. Well, now you know the answer was no. <laughs> and it's true. Like, step out and let the Lord use you. Um, my pastor Jeff and my pastor Chuck Smith used to say that, and, and I love this, take ventures of faith. And that's what we should do. We should always be venturing out in faith, stepping up and seeing what God will come. So I'm going to answer you on the text line. Bianca did call and gave me permission to share with you your number. So I'm going to text it back to you. I won't give it over the air. <clears throat> I'll text it back to you after in the, during the break. And I'm also going to get some water. For some reason, something's stuck in my throat today. Wide open lines. My name is Ed Taylor. I'm the pastor here at Calvary Church in Aurora, Colorado. Taking your calls and your questions. A shout out to everyone on Hope FM to everyone on Truth FM, hey, everyone listening around the country, around the world, we have listeners. 
Um, listening on LPFM, listening on our app, listening on our website, thousands upon thousands of people listening to Calvary Live. We're glad that you're a part of it. 303-690-3000, taking your calls and your questions. You want to connect with me personally? Go to my website, edtaylor.org, edtaylor.org. That's E-D-T-A-Y-L-O-R. I write there on grief, on ministry and life. I also have a podcast if you subscribe to podcasts, it's a spiritual leadership podcast. You want to learn how to be a better leader and how to be a better servant. My podcast is called Lead to Serve. It's on every major podcast platform. Just put my name in there and the word lead. You should find it. Subscribe, share it, listen. We just finished our first season. Man, it was so good. The feedback's amazing. I've never gotten so much more feedback. Uh, good stuff. We'll be right back. This is Calvary Live. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, good afternoon. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor, and we're taking your calls and your questions. We got a text here. Just want to share it with you. Uh, it was a text from someone that said, hey, don't give Bianca's number to a man. And that is a, an absolute non-negotiable. So we'll take care of that on the back end. We would, we would not do that. We will check out the person to the best of our ability before we do. Uh, and then, of course, if Bianca, if it does get through and somebody does, she, Bianca can just block them. And, uh, you know, beyond, we wouldn't give any identifying information for her. So thanks for that text. That's a good Heads up. 303-690-3000 is the number. 303-690-3000. Here's a great question. Uh, We haven't gotten this in a while. Um, And it says, why did the church's name change from Calvary Aurora Chapel to Calvary Church? And so, um, great question. So here's the answer. Uh, It was time for a change. And uh, we like to switch things up here a lot. And, and there's actually a practical reason behind it too, but the name of our church officially still is today Calvary Chapel Aurora. I think that's how we're in, uh, incorporated, and, and I have no problem with that name at all. Um, as a matter of fact, I still reference it from time to time because I'm a Calvary Chapel pastor. That's where I was saved. That's where I was trained. I came to Aurora to plant a Calvary Chapel. It doesn't matter what the name of our church is. The rest of my life, we will always... Um, adhere to the distinctives of Calvary Chapel. It, it will always be a part of my DNA, and um, you know we will apply the teachings that uh, we have been given that are biblical and sound, uh, and you know we'll adhere to Calvary. But then, one very early on, we started referencing ourselves as Calvary Aurora. So we're 20 years old. We've probably been known as Calvary Aurora for 19 years. That's been our website for 19 years, Calvary Aurora, uh, and that's how people know us, and that's the reputation uh, that we have had throughout the city, Calvary Aurora. Um, the problem over the last few years has been that people didn't know, people are not familiar with the word Calvary, and so we were getting calls, or even Calvary Chapel, 
and so we started getting calls thinking that we're a um, marriage chapel. We got calls thinking that we're just a school um, and and other things. And because of our presence on the radio and on social media and everything, we decided to add the word church to our name uh, because now we're telling people that we're a church. And and so it's another name. We're, we're using that name more often. Uh, we change our logo. Um, we changing the. Uh, we're changing everything. We're going to change the signs on the building. We're going to change the sign on the street corner. We're changing our website. We're changing everything. It's just time. It's time to get a fresh look. It's time to be a to to have a fresh approach to ministry. Um, I think Pastor Greg Laurie said it best. Um, the message never changes, but the methods do change. And so we're actually giving our whole church a makeover. We're just finishing um, remodeling downstairs. Then we're going to remodel upstairs. Uh, Buck and his team are painting the building inside right now. It looks amazing. And it's just time. You know, churches get old and stale, and and we're not willing to do that. We want to be a fresh approach to ministry. We want to be a fresh approach to reaching our city. We're treating everything like we just moved here to plant a church. What can we do to reach the lost? What can we do to be aggressive in evangelism, in outreach, in reaching people with the love of Jesus? And the, the name change is a part of that. Now, some have said that we changed the name. There's a big rumor going on that we changed the name because we left Calvary Chapel, and that's nonsense. It's absolutely untrue. Um, and, you know, there's drama going on with Calvary Chapel, and that's unfortunate, but we haven't left, and we're not going to leave. And um, I'm glad you asked that question. I hope my answer helped you. Um, you know, if you closed your eyes, even with all the changes that we made, the church sounds pretty much like it did when we were in Columbia Middle School. I'm actually going through some old pictures uh, because we're coming up on our 20-year 20, 20 anniversary, and I, I, I saw a picture. Actually, every Friday I'm posting a flashback Friday picture of our church on my Instagram uh, and on my Twitter so if you want to uh, follow along on that, you can. But our first Christmas service, I have a picture of the stage. And man, does it look different than it does today. Same building, different. Uh, so we just need to make some changes. And we don't want to be stale and set in our ways. Uh, we, we, want to, we want to see change. Pastor Chuck put it this way. Let me, let me read to you. I was just reading. Uh, let me find it. Uh, and then I'll get back to your phone lines. Thanks, guys, for calling. Uh, I see the calls are coming in now. Uh, I was just reading today uh, something that Pastor Chuck said. Let me see if I can find it. Um, Chuck Smith. So he says, um, he says, oh no, where is it? Okay, here we go. Um, so he said, <clears throat> God is a God of a variety. Of variety. Don't try to put him in a box. He won't be confined to a box. And that's really what so often happens. I think that this is the sort of the foundation of denominations. This is how God moved when this denomination, this movement of God was raised up. This is how God moved. This is the music that God used. And you get caught up in a time warp because you think that this is how God moves. So God, help us to remain flexible, that we don't get in a time warp. In years to come, people saying, well, Chuck Smith did it this way. Well, forget him. This, I'm quoting Chuck, by the way. Be open to what God wants to do. If he wants to have a new movement, if he wants to work in a new way, praise the Lord. And let's be open to a moving of God and the moving of his Holy Spirit that it may break away from the way God first began in the movement here. 
And we're applying this. We're, we're making massive changes, and we love it. But we're still teaching the Bible. We're still worshiping passionately. Uh, we're still sharing the gospel. We're still discipling. We're still training. We're still sending. But we changed the name. And uh, no, we didn't leave Calvary Chapel. And uh, we won't leave. Even if we were asked to leave, we won't leave. You can't, you can't, you, you can't, um, you can't disown a child. And, uh, and so we're, we're Calvary Chapel, even though we're known as Calvary Church. But just like Greg Laurie, he's Calvary Chapel, um, uh, but his name of this church is Harvest. Uh, there was a whole movement of churches in San Diego known as Horizon Christian Fellowships. They're still, and here, here in town, we have churches that are named different things that are a part of the Calvary Chapel movement. Um, you know, I think of Nick Cady up in uh, Wheatfield, or White, excuse me, Whitefield, um, there's a wheat field here in Aurora, but Whitefield Community Church, he's a Calvary Chapel. And uh, I think of Redemption, he's a Calvary Chapel in Commerce City. So on and on. Great question. Haven't been asked that in a while. 303-690-3000. Let's see what we got on the phone line now. Rudy in Denver. Rudy, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you. I would ask today for a prayer uh, for my mother. She's going through some... Uh, you know, through some sicknesses and suffering with the sicknesses, I pray that she just, uh, you know, keeps her prayers and, and, and faith in the Lord will, you know, will help her through this. As well mm. as for myself, I just got baptized this Sunday at my no church, way. and I just I just totally want to move forward with putting all my sins behind me. That's awesome, bro. Let's pray. Thank you. Thank you. Father, I pray for the fresh new work you're doing in my friend, and I know that you have a great plan and purpose for Rudy. We pray for his mom as she battles sickness. Uh, we ask, Father, that you would um, bring healing and health and strength to her mind and body, and that you would have your um, do you, that you would have your way, and that you would pour out your spirit in a special way upon this family. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. All right, man. See you, bro. Bye bye. Bye bye. Adam on line three in Thornton. Adam, welcome to the program. Hi, thank you. I uh, just have a You're prayer welcome. request for my okay. family. My brother passed away unexpectedly this week. Oh, I'm and, sorry. And uh, he left behind a, a, a three-year-old son. Mm. And, uh, he, you know, they weren't married, so just pray that God will keep the family together and protect that little boy and, and uh, just keep everybody, um, you know, in God's arms. And and I think you're. I, first of all, I'm very sorry for your loss. I know it's um, devastating. Um, I want you, if you would, after you hang up, I want you to email me because I want to send you a list of books that will be very helpful to you guys as you deal with grief. Um, things that help me, uh, because the loss of a son, the loss of a brother, is very hard. And then, secondly, your prayer request about the family being together is very real because there are times where there's a significant loss, and then the other side of the family will keep the child away from um, and hold them back. Um, we've seen that firsthand. It's very ugly, it's wrong, and your prayer request is a good prayer request, that, that, the, that the mother of the child will, will stay close to Jesus and let the grandparents and let the family uh, be at full part, not just visitation rights, uh, not just being able to see them, but to be a full encouragement part of that baby's family. And so, Father, I pray, God, for this, the devastating, um, horrific evil of, of loss. Lord, death is an enemy, and we hate death. 
And, and at the same time, Lord, we, we pray, God, for the grieving and the hurting. And we pray specifically that the heart of the mom would not be influenced by anyone but you, and that she would not withhold this child from the rest of the family, that she would not allow um, the evil and wickedness of separation to take root in her heart, but rather, even though she's lost the dad, that you would put good godly counsel in her life that might encourage her to give a full expression of love and opportunity for the full expression of love and relationship to the family. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Ed. I appreciate that. Stay in touch, Adam. I'd like to know how it goes, okay? I will. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. Stephen in Aurora. Stephen, welcome to the program. Hey, thanks, Pastor Ed. Um, yeah, I was just in, encouraged by um, Rudy um, being baptized. I mean, that's such a... Yes. I was rejoicing with him, you know, just to um, be strong in the Word. Um, yes. And just, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a new life, man. I mean, when you leave your, your, your old man behind and you're raising up and now you're, you're living in that new... And you're making a, you know, a, a show for everyone to see. It's encouraging. I love to hear those kinds it, of things. It is. So, one of the uh, things I too, and with water baptism, one of the things I like to remind people is that when a person chooses to obey God in water baptism, that water baptism is actually gos- the gospel message to the eyes. You know, when yeah. you walk into the waters of death, and then you go under the water. You're you, you're walking into the waters of death. Then you're buried under the water. But then you come up out of the water. It's like the gospel message to the eyes. It's a powerful. That's why it's good to do baptisms publicly, because right. in and of themselves, it's a message of God's love and the changed lives. It's I love baptisms. Yeah, absolutely. Um, All right, what's so, up? What the question I had was about um, one of Jesus's parables, and he's. Speaking of the, um, um, I guess the the host of, of the wedding, I guess it was, um, and he invites you know the guests, the people that were already invited to begin with, to come to the wedding, and you know they have excuses. One guy says, "Hey, my job is more important, and this is more important." Um, so he basically says, "All right, well then, fine. You know, go out into the highways and byways and invite the people standing around, not doing much. Um, you know, and they come, and then he says, well, go out even more and just keep inviting these people.'" So um, I guess my question was, is the comparison between the two groups of people? Because it would appear like, say, if the president, if our president um, is hosting a dinner, he's going to go out and invite the most important people, right? The, uh, all the other prime ministers and all, all around the world. Say, if they don't show up now, he's saying, okay, well, fine, I still want to fill these chairs, so just go out in the street and find these groups of people. So it, is Jesus kind of saying, hey, the, the first groups of guests, What's the significance? Um, I mean, clearly they were on the guest list, and now he's writing them off, and now he's saying, you know what, just go out and find anyone who, who wants to come. Um, so what's the, the major difference between those groups of people? Um, so it's a great or- question. Now, before we ever get to any application, we have to remember what, what, well, when we're handling a text, we have to ask the question, what does it say, and what does it mean to the audience that was listening to it. That's very important when we're studying the Bible. So here we have Jesus coming on the scene, and the primary purpose of the parables was to declare what his will, the the primary application of the parable was to the nation of Israel, 
Remember the context was Jesus was sent to the lost house of Israel. He's a Jewish Messiah that has come to his Jewish people. And and that the primary the primary focus of this teaching is to Israel. And what is Jesus saying? He's saying that the prophets proclaimed his coming, Messiah. John the Baptist said he was there, and everyone around him is making excuses, rejecting Jesus Christ. So in that rejection, what does God do? He doesn't bring the Son back to glory. Jesus begins to proclaim the gospel to another group of people. After the Jews rejected him, who then does the message of the gospel go out to? Who, who would you think? I think I lost you. You, I didn't hear that. Oh, I, I, I would say us, the, the Gentiles, right? Exactly, exactly. So that's the two groups. And, yeah. you know, all, this, all the excuses, they're, and they're pretty lame excuses, you know, their, their right. possessions, <laughs> um, their business, their relationships, um, they're all lame excuses. They're not worthy of any kind of acknowledgement. And because of their excuses, hey, man, the supper's still going on, even in your rejection, uh, people are still going to get saved, and if you don't want anything to do with it, then we're going to go to people that do want something to do with Messiah. And that's basically the essence of the parable. Yeah, that's that makes tremendous sense. Thank you so much. Um, and, and then, of course, obviously, um, it's important to know, and, and I know that, you know, but some people, you know, in, in other groups of circles might say, hey, well, God's done with the Jews. I mean, look at the Scripture right here. But, you know, that's not the case at all. Right, the, the message of the gospel still is going out to the Jews, and then in the final seven years of human history, all the promises made to the nation of Israel will be fulfilled. We know that as we know that time period as the 70th week of Daniel, the Great Tribulation period. I mean, a careful reading of the book of Revelation will show how God is going to send Jewish evangelists. He is going to send... Uh, men, the two witnesses, Jewish men that are going to go with the gospel, and the Bible says that all of believing Israel will be saved. And we know that we're getting, the the, the days are winding down because Israel is a nation today. They they are a identifiable people who lost their land for thousands of years and are now living in the exact land that God promised to them. And so God is in no way done with the Jews. As a matter of fact, um, Paul was such a strong—he had such a strong word on this that—let uh, me see, it's—let um, me see, I think it's Romans 9. Let me see here. No, not 9, not 10. Uh, chapter 10. Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they may be saved. For I bear witness that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. And then he says in verse 11, or chapter 11, verse 1, this is Romans— I say then, has God cast away his people? Certainly not, for I also am an Israelite, the seed of Abraham. You know, and then, and then Paul, Paul will even say, I'd rather give up my own life if it meant the salvation of the Jews. And so no, he hasn't cast them away. There is a, there is a doctrine that's out there today. It's primarily among Reformed churches, Presbyterian, Calvinistic churches, that's, that's known as replacement theology, where there's this thought that was... Um, introduced to the church by um, an anti-Semitic thought of Martin Luther, that the church has replaced Israel, so that now all the promises of Israel are given to the church, and that's just not biblical. It's not. The church yeah. is a different entity. 
than the Jewish people. They're both distinct groups of people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, one more thing, and then I'll let you go on to the next caller. It's just, um, it's encouraging to me when I when I think about um, just the, the, the story, the love story of, of God and, and His people, um, yet how His people turn their backs on Him, and yet He still just never gives up. It's, it's so encouraging to me, you know, and I look at my flaws and all the failures that I make, and I'm like, well, God hasn't given up on the Jews. He, why would He give up on me? And it, it just, I, I think of that, and I'm like, wow, God's love for us is just tremendous. And that's huge. That's a huge comparison that you make, because you have a promise of God in the new covenant that's been sealed by the blood of Jesus Christ, and you're making a good—because Paul even makes the argument even greater than what you just made. You picked up on the fact, well, if God hasn't abandoned the Jewish people, then he's not going to abandon me. But Paul takes that one step further, and he says, if if God has done such and such for them, how much more— has he done for us in Christ? The new covenant blows the old covenant out of the water uh, in terms of ex- of shining the light, a bright light on the faithfulness of God, sealed by the blood of wow. Jesus Christ, his death and resurrection. So cool. Good comparison. Yeah, excellent point. Thank you so much. All right, man. God bless you. All right, you too. Talk to you. All right, bye-bye. Hey, I got a text here. Um, uh, there's a group of men going up. We have our men's retreat this weekend, so we've got. We want to pray for Matt, who is our men's ministry leader. And then this particular email, just hey, we've got some social anxiety stuff for guys going up to the retreat, and so let's do that. Father, I pray for the men that are heading up to the retreat. Uh, I pray that you would use this time in a mighty, powerful way. That you would pour out your spirit upon these men. That you would stir them and challenge them and encourage them and strengthen them. And for those that may have a little bit of social anxiety or it's just kind of weird, uh, I know my first men's retreat was a little weird. Uh, what am I going to do in a cabin with a bunch of men? Like It was just weird. But once I went, I'm like, wow, um, it's not as weird as I thought it would be. This is actually encouraging. And I pray um, that those that are going would be encouraged and uh, that the enemy would be held at bay so that men can grow in your grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Men, there's going to be new guys going. I see one that's messaging me right now. He's been in our church for a long, long time, and this is the first year he's going. And you know what? It's going to be a glorious time. And with all the feelings and all the anxiety, it's going to be glorious. You guys just press on. I wish I could be there with you. I'm not going to be able to be there, but I will be at our church this weekend. I am back from teaching at a conference I was in Honolulu teaching at the Calvary Chapel Association Pastors Conference. Uh, I taught a message on pain brings revival. Maybe we'll post that on our app. We just got access to it. Uh, And I also taught at Calvary Chapel Central Maui. A friend of mine, Pastor Sean Hausman, and his wife Hannah, and uh, Garrett, and so many great people there. What a great time we had. Uh, But I'm back in our church family, and... uh, Grateful to be home, serving with the church family that God has allowed me to be a part of. 303-690. Uh, here's a question. Did, do you guys ever have an all-night of worship? You know, we, we haven't. That's a great idea. But we haven't. I don't know why. I, uh, I, I've never really been led to do that personally, and I leave those decisions up to our worship leader, but maybe one day, maybe it's time. All, we've, had, we've had long times of... Uh, of um, 
you know, prayer and fasting and things like that. But I don't think we've had one. But maybe, I mean, my memory might be bad too. So, um, but we'll have to pray about that. Think through how God's going to use that. 303-690-3000. Let's see. Let's go back to my phone list here. Do we have anybody? We do. Sandra is calling from Denver, Colorado. Sandra, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor Ed. I just wanted to, um, I was listening to your last caller, and I wasn't going to talk about this piece, but um, it kind of relates to that. I I grew up in a religion that was thought it had replaced the Jewish people, and I uh, did that for most of my, until I was about 18, and and thought, wow, I can't ever live up to all of these, you know, I'm never going to be able to please God with all these yes. rituals and things. So then I was kind of just turned away from God. But um, I wanted to just encourage you because you were the person on the radio that I was scanning along and I found you. <laughs> and I was the person that pulled over and, you know, accepted the Lord, and so I. You've been a. You God has used you mightily in my life, mm. and then I remember when I had breast cancer. You know, talking yes. about God's faithfulness. Um, you know, He just spoke a word to me because I started to go to pieces, and He just spoke to me and said, "I've got this," and um. And you were such an encouragement to me mm. as I went through that. And um, I still listen to you each day. And um, I just wanted to tell you that how important that is, that God does use you, and God is so faithful. And I remember, you know, I have a litany of things that I know you have a church of thousands of people, but I always felt like when I had an, any issue— that God used you personally to just minister to me and baptize me. And, and um, so I just wanted to tell you, um, you hold a special place in my heart. <laughs> Thank you. I was going to ask you about your health, I because I, after I, I saw your name, but it wasn't until I heard you speak that I yeah. that I remember you. But how, yeah. how how's things going? I haven't really talked to you in a year or so. I know. It's going really great. Um, everything's been fine with my with my health and yes, God has been good and all is well. How's your daughter doing? Um, she's doing good. Um, she graduated a few years ago from college. She's still trying to get her teaching job. Um, so we've been praying about that. And yes. even though we have a huge teaching shortage, I guess in Colorado, she's been. No one wants to hire someone that doesn't have any teaching experience, so it's kind of a it's like a it's like a catch twenty two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but yes, he's doing great. Other than that, and um, yeah, but I just wanted to tell you how um, you. I'm sure I'm not alone. There's so many people that I just so many instances of things. I also remember when they were doing big layoffs in my company. Yes. Uh, you know, I was praying for that and how God just faithfully answered all of the prayers. And and I was a brand new Christian. I think you and I are about the same age. And, um, um, you know, it just really, you've ministered to me and um, it's so amazing. 
Well, thanks for that I'm encouragement. For I'm the last seven I'm years, so I just wanted to yeah. encourage you that and, you, you know, uh, God does definitely uses you well, mightily. And uh, well, thank you very much, Sandra. Yes, yes. Have a great day. Hey, you too. Take care. Alrighty, bye bye. Hey, we're coming to the end of the show here. I appreciate you guys uh, uh, praying and encouraging and. Um, I do want to remind you, you can support Grace FM. I mean, you listen to Sandra's testimony. I'm telling you, God uses radio, uh, and and he does. So go to our website, gracefm.com. Donate. Do something regular. Uh, you know, we don't do share-a-thons, praise-a-thons, any of that, but we have greater needs than those big, big companies like Caleb. We have way bigger needs than they do. Um, and so support us. Come alongside, partner with us, and the fruit of someone like Sandra's life will be a part going to your account. So go to gracefm.com. Of course, if you are um, if you are listening on another station, support local radio. Um, and but I know most people are listening on Grace FM here, so support us, partner with us. Gracefm.com. Appreciate you guys. One quick question: Hey, is it okay for women to wear pants, wigs, jewelry, makeup? The answer is yes. It is okay, and it's unfortunate that some churches are so legalistic that they would dictate to you what to wear and how to dress. Uh, there is a limitation biblically about modesty, but of course you can wear pants, for sure. God bless you guys. We'll see you this weekend. We're in the book of Hebrews. Come out to Calvary Church. Go to our website, calvaryco.church. calvaryco.church. Love you guys. been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.